Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 48. We are going to cover WWE Elimin eh, Elimination Chamber results. You guys already got me flustered and we haven't even started yet, so thanks a lot. But anywho, I'm joined with my co-host, William. How's it going? Fabulous. Fabulous? Yes. <laughs> you just always stick to one-word answers every week. Do you ever change it up? Or no. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. He's the orange. He's the orange Cassidy of our podcast. I I would say we just need to give him the sunglasses, the denim jacket. You know, get the semi thumb up. He'll be a yeah. he'll be a good replication. You know, he's giving me a semi metal finger. I was say, I'm trying to give you a finger right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Leave it to your kid brother to be the smart ass. So, anywho, we're also joined by our other co-host, Carlos. How's it going, bud? Good. I'm nice and fed, so I'm good now. I fed my face while we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we tried to start this space a little earlier, and I don't know where I messed up, but we got it fixed. It's running. We're going to leave it alone, so... And don't touch the tape. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not touching a damn thing. <laughs> don't move. Yeah, don't move. Don't touch it. Stay still. And we got our other co-host who is joining us for a second time on the podcast, Brian Ballard. You also know him on Twitter as the Brian Atkins with his No, Brian the Hype Ballard. Get it right now. Okay. Hey, I see Jeez. so many different things on this guy. You just chill out there, monkey boy. Whoa. But hey, Hal. <laughs> Brian, welcome to welcome to the episode this week. Hey guys, I'm glad to be on and uh made sure I ate as well before I jumped on that way, you know, there's no hangry effect or when I'm talking about wrestling. So Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, please please don't be hangry with us today. But no, that was a really great episode you just did on the Elimination Chamber results and your reviews. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. And thank you again for the shout out. Very awesome of you. So, no, no, thank you guys. And yeah, I mean, I was I was up to about four in the morning doing all that. And I was like, I need to get some sleep. So, oh, wow. It was definitely long. Well, hey, at least you're really dedicated, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, especially right after the chamber, it's just people want to talk about it, right? Or they want to see what other people on. Right, and that's why we try to do our weekly review on this podcast because you know, not too many people will do like the weekly results and what they see. But there's yep. there's a couple of podcasts out there that do that, and that's pretty cool. So it'd just be awesome to be one of those types of podcasts that kind of gives our friendly reviews and so and that's what i feel like we do so anyhow uh why don't we get right into it it was a pretty pe good weekend for wrestling here so we're actually going to do the format a little different than usual we're going to do aew nxt and then wwe which just had their elimination chamber premium live event last night so without any further ado let's go ahead and start it off with dynamite results we have the eight man tag to claim Billy Gunn and Orange Cassidy, which is kind of a unique team there, <laughs> defeating the team of Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh. In the Texas Tornado Tag Match, Blackpool Combat Club members John Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, defeating the team of Vance and Roosh. Mark Briscoe gets the victory over Josh the Goods Woods. 
Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeating the Machine Brian Cage. Sorry, Carlos again. <laughs> Hangman Page defeats Kip Sabian. And in a trio, well, a triple threat style match, Ruby Soho defeating Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Tony Storm. And for Rampage, starting off trio's championship, the Elite retain their titles against A.R. Fox in top flight. Ricky starts with a good victory over Daniel Garcia. Jade Cargill keeps her undefeated streak alive, defending her TBS championship against Bert Vixen. And, a jobber. Hey, now. <laughs> gosh, can I go through one of these results with you? Not like... No. Not when you no. keep poking the bear. Well, that's true. Exactly. That's, I guess it's fair game, fair game. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and the natural Dustin Rhodes gets an unfortunate DQ victory over Swerve Strickland. And... What the hell? We'll start with Carlos since he's feeling pretty frisky today. Oh wow! So, so I so let me just start with this. Like I hold, I hold, I think I hold Dynamite to a higher standard because I just feel like they have they have a really they have a really good like fresh um, fresh roster, and we should be seeing better. Also, with with AEW, they only really, including Forbidden Door, they only have like five premium live events a year, and so I feel like when when they're coming up on a premium live event, they should be promo. They should be. They should be. They should be. They should. It should be coming to the road to Revolution a lot smoother. And also, I'm going to the pay per view, so I think I also um, hold them to a higher standard too because I want to see a good show. Um, with that being said, the positives of this Dynamite is I like the way the segments were spaced out on the card. Um, I feel like they, I feel like they had a chance to breathe, but for me, most of dynamite, dynamite was like a miss. Um, I feel like now Tony Collins like, Oh man, you know, like I got, I got a peer review coming up in three weeks or two weeks from today. And I just feel like so much is trying to be crammed in. And like, to me, like if you're a fan of AEW, you know, I don't really think they're getting a lot of, um, new, new fans, you know, like we all, we all pretty much know, for example, me and Brian were talking about this in the chat a little bit. You know, like, for example, House of Blacks fighting is going to fight the Elite. That match could have been announced a month ago, and we could have been seeing, you know, like a Kenny Omega versus, you know, you know, we could have just seen, seen a lot of different sequel matches here where, you know, to me, like, top flight is not going to be on the pay-per-view fighting them. I just feel like it's a waste of time a little bit. And again, I only need to see the match once, just like the same thing with Brian Cage and Jungle Boy, too. Like, I'm excited every time they put Jungle Boy on the screen. I mean, Brian Cage on the screen, but... At the same time, like I don't even see him losing to Jungle Boy. He, he just lost him in December. Um, but but the things like that, you know, like and then again, like for me, like guys like Brian Cage, Josh Woods, and Kip Sabian, it would be nice to see them get a win every so often on Dynamite or Rampage. So that way, it doesn't feel so predictable. And that was another thing for me about this week's show was I feel like it was kind of like, um, oh well, you know, like there just needs to be more 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 matches where I feel like I don't know who the winner is going to be. And I also feel like Tony Khan listens too much to online. So I feel like, for example, like last week, Rampage was garbage. So he tried to put more better matches on Rampage this week, and then Dynamite suffered for it. Um, but other than that, I like I like what they did with with, um, with MJF coming out during during the um, during the commercial break. I thought that was really, really inventive and innovative, and I thought like it was really cool. You know, he was just yelling it up, you know, like, Throwing gum at somebody, you know, throwing a drink at somebody. It was like, I wouldn't mind him doing that all the time. He comes out picture in picture because I thought that was really cool. Um, the one thing about the main event for Dynamite is like, you know, I was like, I realized that the 
that the um, that that trios that the um, you know a, a three way match was non was all of a sudden like. Uh, no disqualification, so I just didn't like how they kind of just all of a sudden threw that new rule change in there. Oh, by the way, you know, three-way matches are now no, are all DQ, and it's like I never knew that before. Um, and then I, again, for me, like and again, so like who got suspended for going after Stokely Hathaway, you know, in the back segment? So is Soraya going to get suspended, and is Tony Storm going to get suspended for attacking a, a fan who we know is a plan? But at the same time, they attacked the fans, so you know, to me, like they should be getting suspended too. As far as like positives, I thought for for um, for Dynamite, I thought I thought Mox and Claudio versus Arush and Preston Vance was a great match, and as the highlight of Dynamite, um, I feel like that match should open the card. Uh, I, I I do want to see like maybe I, I look forward to seeing like Preston Vance eventually get his get his coming up ends on on uh, John Moxley down down the road because he's John Moxley is just treating him like a little bitch in a couple of matches, and I feel like you know <laughs> yeah you know like. And I feel like you know, I look forward to the day when, when Preston gets to, um, gets gets uh, uh, gets his revenge on him. I did I did like how Brian Cage caught Jungle Boy on the outside of the thing. I thought that was really cool. Um, as far as Rampage goes, again the trios match was entertaining, but I, again I just saw that match what I was saying before. Um, I did like the promo segment with Wheeler Yuta and Orange Cassidy to set up the match for this week's Dynamite, um, and I thought that was cool. And again, like that's the thing too. Like even going back to Dynamite. Like you didn't need to have Brian, you didn't need to have Jungle Boy beat Brian Cage in order to have Christian Cage come out. Like you could have just had Jungle Boy doing an uh, interview segment, and and then Christian Cage should came out and attacked him instead of having Brian Cage take another loss. Um, and then again, I'm and I'm fascinated to see if we're going to be seeing a heel turn by the Blackpool Combat Club because just how you know like Wheeler Yuta was talking about being the bully now and all this other stuff. Like, and again, I wouldn't mind seeing a heel. Blackpool Combat Club going against the Elite eventually down the road. Um, Ricky and Dan Garcia was entertaining, but again, like to me, like they, we should we should already know that we're going to. And again, we I think we already know it, but the match for Starks and Jericho should already be announced, and we should be just seeing better build up to this. And again, I just feel like like Starks is stuck in that Jericho vortex. I didn't see the point of the date match, and again, for me, I, I want I, I wish Tony Khan would realize this too. Like sometimes fans are going to criticize no matter what. And to me, like, a, an interview segment on Rampage would have been just as good as that. That match is pointless. And to me, like, her, her Jay's undefeated streak is, is, is losing some of its uh, losing some of its shine because when you're just – when you're beating jobbers and you're still celebrating victories, it just seems dumb to me. Like, she should be fighting people who are on the – either you're going to bring in someone from the forbidden door or, or people who are on the roster. That's who all her wins she's coming against now. Um and then I don't. And then again, for me, speaking of Jay, like she's always been, she's always been on every pay per view. And again, we're only two weeks out, and I don't see what her road to Revolution is. And so again, for me, like if you care about the women's division, Tony Khan, then, that, then Jay should already. That's your TBS champ. She should, she should already have a match for the pay per view. Um, and then to me, like I don't like that Swerve lost to Dustin Rhodes. Um, you know, so Swerve loses to Dustin, but I'm supposed to believe that he's going to be Lee now. And to me, like, Swerve should have beat Dustin decisively because Swerve has the potential to be one of the top heels and they should just book him that way. And I, and I feel like Tony Khan's kind of booking Dustin. I was like, well, we have a Rhodes, too. And again, like, I don't need to see that. Let Dustin do the favors to Swerve. So that's all I got for AEW programming this week. Nice. Uh, Brian, did you have anything to throw in there this week? Yeah, I can uh, add a few notes to it. Um First and foremost, I would say that, you know, 
I, I do think Brian Cage is the man, right? And I know Carlos is going to like that comment, but um, I feel like he could be their Brock Lesnar luchador, if you will, you know, of AEW, right? And I'm more Brock Lesnar than luchador, but you guys get what I mean. Um, and I just think like there's such unmissed talent with him. But regardless, we've seen a Brian Cage loss. Um, I liked having Adam Cole back on TV a little more and like seeing him in that backstage segment. So um, it's just good because, you know, we're kind of starting to wonder where he's at and what he's doing. So I'm glad to see that. And then um, I felt like this episode, you know, like what you guys kind of mentioned a little bit was a little bit forgettable. And um, but I do think the point was to set up like the revolution card a little bit and actually kind of to establish that card. And then I think they're going to take that next two weeks to kind of build up on that. Um, I am excited about the MJF and Brian Danielson Ironman match. Um, I want to know what AEW calls an Iron Man match. Is it a 60-minute or is it going to be like a TNA Impact Wrestling 30-minute type Iron Man match? Um, and if they did say that, I missed that. Um, and then the it's other thing, it's a 60? Oh, nice. Yeah, 60 okay. so I, was hoping they would, I was hoping they would go for that. Um, I did want to see that with CM Punk and Dan, uh, Brian Danielson, but you know, I think MJF will it'll help his career a lot more going through this. And then, um, did I see something about a Ring of Honor streaming service? If I remember right, they were talking about yeah, Honor Club. They're the yeah, Honor Clubs. They're they're starting it up. They're going to be filming those episodes. I think at the end of the month. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, you know I wanted your guys' thoughts on that a little bit because I found it interesting that they're doing a streaming service and I think it's they're going to do the nine ninety nine thing. And I was like, why not add the AEW content into that, right? Because you know. Um, you know, more value as far as for somebody to buy into that, not just the casual wrestling fan. But those were kind of my overall notes on kind of what I've seen this week. All right, Will. Yes. Yeah, your thoughts? <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as Dynamite goes, uh, the Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Singh, and Dutton match against Orange Cassidy, Billy Gunn, and the Acclaimed. I had a hard time watching this. I mean, it was entertaining, but really, I just I didn't see a point to it. I just thought it was a little too much for nothing to it. Yeah, just there was really just nothing to it. It was a filler match. It was entertaining, great, but that's not what I want to see. Uh, Moxley and Claudio versus Roosh and Vance. I mean, it it was a pretty brutal match. It was awesome to watch. Uh, Josh, the Goods Woods versus Mark Briscoe, I thought was a solid match, but it just, it really didn't have much to it. And that's okay. Cause they're really just kind of starting off with pushing Mark Briscoe. Yeah. I think they're just working <clears throat> on trying to get him some momentum. I think, believe the rumors are is to try to even have him maybe have a little bit of a run with MJF in the future. Yeah. So, uh, this one's actually for Carlos. I decided to pay more attention to the content. Uh, the MJF and Chris Daniels segment, I thought was an amazing segment. Put a lot of the history of Brian Danielson into light. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage. It was a really, really good match, but it was just not really a realistic match. Uh, I'm kind of with Carlos and Brian right now as to Brian should be getting the W's, not the L's. Uh, Kip Sabian versus Hangman. It was good, but it was quick. Uh, I don't think Kip Sabian should 
continue to be treated like a jobber either. I know he's there mostly as entertainment, but no. Uh, Tony Storm uh, versus Britt Baker versus Soho. I thought this was a great match. Uh, I love the way that they're trying to keep Ruby Soho to play kind of staying in the middle. She doesn't really want to be involved with either one's war. Yeah. And I, I ultimately want to see her just end up slapping both of them and walking away. I think that was about what was going to happen there. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think at some point Soho's going to have to pick a side, which side we don't know. Cause yeah. she's doing a really good job trying to just stick to herself, you know? Yeah. Um, Rampage, the first match, uh, AR Fox and Top Flight versus the Elite. Another great solid match out of them, but as Carlos said, it's just a repeat of what we've already seen. By the way, I want to give a shout out to every one of them wearing the NBA All Stars shirt. <laughs> and uh, for anyone who's been walk- listening to our podcast for a while, you know why. There's four <laughs> certain letters there U T A H. So. Thank you to everyone who's been uh, supporting the All-Star Weekend. It, much appreciated. Anyway, mm. sorry. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Um, how am I supposed to follow that up? Well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, why, why, why you guys got to make fun of Chinese people in Utah? That's what I'm wondering. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, what did he just say? <laughs> just ignore him. He's talking smack again. <laughs> Jeez. All right, um, Garcia versus Starks. I thought it was a good match, just not much to it. Uh, Cargill versus Vert Vixen. That BS squash match at this point. Like everybody else said, uh, Cargill doesn't need to be doing things like this. I I think they need to start booking her less and having opponents that could give her a run, like a long match for that championship. Yeah. That's the way they need to go. If you keep booking, you know, jobbers at her, you're not really doing her any favors or the t- championship runs. So. Yeah, they've they've got enough roster that they can back off of some of the people that they're highlighting right now and just kind of. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do this, you might as well just have Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship on Dark. And that's the this is the other thing that bugs me. I think. Either you need to switch those titles around between Jade and Samoa Joe <laughs> or get them on the right channels that they're defending on. Because, okay, we got Jade defending TBS championship on TNT and Joe defending TNT title on TBS. I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck is the logic there? It doesn't make sense. Mm. Uh, I just think they, I think it'd be good if they just rotated the championships. Like, okay, like this week on Rampage, the TNT titles are going to be defended. Next week, it's going to be you know the the you know tag team titles. Like, they got enough talent, enough of a roster to make to make it to where the title match every week on each show. Right. Um, Dustin Rhodes uh, versus Swerve. Uh, I I wasn't a fan simply because of the shitty DQ, but. There's other things they could be doing with Dustin before he exits. Well, yeah, I I know it's his last year competing. The story's just not gelling well for me. <laughs> no. Although I do, I'd want to say welcome back Keith Lee. Though that was yeah, pretty good to see him come back. 
but I think we need to do a different color on his hair there. Yeah, I mean. Yes, he came back looking like twenty years older. Yeah, we we need to we need to back to the future, Keith Lee. <laughs> so it, it just seemed like a waste of time to me because, like it was said, Swerve is an incredible talent. He needs to be pushed further, not be facing people that are on their way out. Yeah. Uh, I I think they need to go an angle to where he isn't just putting people over, but he's helping them make it look, making them look good, but go out on a good note. Like, you know, when WWE did the storyline with Ric Flair, where the next match he lost pretty much retired him from WWE. I think that's similar to what they really should do with Dustin. I don't know if anybody else agrees with that, but I mean the guys had. Quite- I, would, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that storyline, but like, like again, he hasn't he hasn't been on TV consistently, and a swerve has. So again, to be a swerve should be the one going over on him. Yeah. Decisively. And I know. I really, do feel, I really do feel like Cody Pond's trying to kind of program Cody. That's what I honestly feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if he really wants to go that route, at least give Dustin one shot at the AEW World Championship. You know. If you're going to go that route, that was it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, how about you two? The, well, I want to answer Brian's question. So the, the thing is, like, I agree as as the thing is, so I think with Tony Khan is he's still holding out hope that, that like, they're going to be, like, the puppy that that, uh, that 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 Warner Brothers Discovery wants and that they're going to want to pay them for the content to add to, to HBO Max and, and everything else. So I think that's why he hasn't put the AEW um, stuff with, with the Ring of Honor thing. But to me, like, I agree with you. I mean, like, especially for me, because I'm someone who came in, I think I came into, um, I came into AEW like a year, I think a year, like a year or so once it had started. So for me, or a year and a half, so I, I would like that back catalog of programming just to be able to watch. Um, but again, and to me, like, if you're going to charge people, like, why not throw the AEW programming on there? Um, and... And then, you know, and again, if, if, if it comes down later on, the Warner, the Warner Bros. Discovery wants to just take it off. It's not that big. It's not, it's not going to be the end of the world. So, yeah, I, I, to answer your question, I, I, I think they should totally play AEW with that. But I think that's also, he also has that. So when he bought Ring of Honor, if Warner Bros. Discovery doesn't, and like when they do their next, because their, their contract's going to come up for the next, this year. So when they, when they do their next negotiation, if they don't want it, then he, he can easily throw that content on there. Yeah, I, and I agree. Um, I think that, you know, it's, Today, people, when they buy streaming services, they say, well, what all do I get for it, right? And then yeah. take away, like, the fact that we love AEW and we watch it, right? But for the casual viewer, and I will say WWE does a good job of giving you a lot of value. Even when it was just WWE Network, they filmed a whole lot of original content to help build that thing up. And I just feel like um, AEW, or excuse me, Ring of Honor doesn't have enough content on its own. So they almost need to kind of try to work these deals out with maybe new Japan and AEW and try to create like a wrestling network. If they're going to charge that amount. And I think, I think strong, the U, the USA version from new Japan is supposed to go on that because they're in their current contract with fight. So I think that is something they're talking about, but again, like let's get the ball rolling. Like he's already had this out for almost two months now and has been charged people $10. Like it's time, it's time to get going. And I just say too, like to me, a, a thousand. I'll be trying to. I would be trying to get more money from Warner Brothers now, to where I, I would. I would take Rampage Live every week, and, and I would take. And I would take. I would take Ring of Honor there with Rampage instead of doing that at the Universal Soundstage because that, that Soundstage crowd just isn't live enough to really yeah. get people excited about the product. 
Uh, one more thing on. So, what do you guys think about? Do you guys think CM Punk's gonna come back to AEW? I do. God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, see, I I kind of hope so because um, there's too much money to be made, right? And I think that um, Kenny Omega versus CM Punk could fill something like the Tokyo Superdome or, you know, like a really huge venue. And I think that it's just such a cash grab. They need to do it. And I think, I think if he did come back, they, that they could get FTR to resign. And you have, you put FTR with him against him in the box and you got a year of programming right there. Cause I just, I just noticed yeah. that Chris Jericho changed his tune where before he was calling a cancer and stuff, some, some fan posted a thing about their wrestle 20, WrestleMania 28 match. And then Jericho was like, I've always enjoyed working with punk. So for him to change to his for him to change course like that makes me think he is coming back. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say I would say as a business as a business decision, I would want CM Punk to come back mainly because that's a lot of money to pay out and to have a guy really do nothing. But on another point, he has caused a lot of controversy, not just in AEW but WWE as well. So, I would say if I was Tony Khan, I'd be conflicted on what to do with him at the moment. I mean, could there be an argument to be made to make him the face of the Ring of Honor brand if you're really going to push them both at the same time? And now you have Omega and the Young Bucks AEW versus Punk and, you know, FTR's Ring of Honor type style, maybe. And see, that's that's another possibility, too. Um, that wouldn't be a bad decision, actually, because in a way, as long as you got Kenny and the Bucks being kind of like still the in charge of AEW, if you have Punk and FTR running ROH, at least even though it's the same owner, you got a you got different people running different subsidiaries of Tony Khan, so <laughs> you know. That would actually be a good move there, Brian. Now, oh sorry. Now, now, but the only problem is, is will will they be able to handle everything professionally if we did like a Ring of Honor versus AEW deal? That's where my big concern will be. Yeah, and I think that could be like a forbidden, uh, forbidden door pay per view kind of thing. Um, but otherwise, you know, these guys hate each other. They obviously want to prove their worth, you know, put them on different brands and make them compete with each other. And then Tony can sit back and rake in the benefits at that point. You know, when you guys mentioned Ring of Honor too, like I just, I let all through my head. Why not, why not have him come back and be, and be Mark Briscoe's taxing partner? Mm. Yeah, that would be, that, 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 that would earn him a lot of goodwill, you know, like why not have him come back and be his taxing partner and he gets to keep those tag titles. Yeah, that would be really interesting right yeah. there. That would be really cool. Like, and I, I agree. Like, why not? Why not? But you know, but again, they haven't. They've only pulled a million. I think a million rating once since he's been gone. You know, he he is a draw. So I mean, to me, what I would honestly do is I would just I would just give him a, a separate locker room and just tell him, you know, you don't got to come to TV every week. And I would just, I would just kind of just segregate him more from the locker room, keep him around, make make him what he hated. In WWE, but at the same time, make, like allow it to make money. There's so much money to be made, and they need they need that name. Yeah, and I think um, you know they don't have to work with each other all the time, but just no. once a year is what you're or one program is what you're asking. And if you have them in different brands, so to speak, um, you know, just and then that would kind of establish your locker rooms as well. As far as well, hey, who do you guys want to mentor under? You know, for the young guys. 
like kasar yeah i mean it's it, it'd be good television you know they could even they could even do one dynamite a month for you know spring of honor versus AEW too Welcome back. We're going to go right to NXT for this week's episode. Tyler Bate defeating Grayson Waller. Tiffany Stratton defeating Thea Hale. Axiom gets one over Damon Kemp. For the North American Championship, Wesley retains over Von Wagner. Charlie Dempsey teaches Hank Walker a lesson. Or should I say Seth Rogen. And Roxanne Perez and Miko Satamaro defeats Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Uh, why don't we go ahead and start with you this week, Will, or on this segment with you, Will. Okay. Uh, so the Waller versus Bait match, uh, it was a really good match, and the reason that I loved it so much is I'm getting more and more into Tyler Bait as I see him wrestle more. Uh, kind of like we said about J.D. McDonough, I, I really think there's no reason to have Bait on NXT. I think he's ready to move up. Um. They did a segment with uh, Waller where, you know, he's going after Shawn Michaels. I just, I'm seeing a little bit too much of the Shawn Michaels story inside of NXT lately. I wish they'd kind of tone that back. Oh, do you think we're going to end up seeing Shawn Michaels come back for a match against Grayson Waller? Or? That, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> but I hope not as well. Uh the Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hale, I, I kind of wrote that down as just horse poo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you go you go from having Thea Hale take a first victory and then she's a jobber. So why? I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, Axiom versus Camp. This was a really good match. Uh, again, go Axiom. I'm fully supporting this guy at this point. Uh, the one thing I do want to see is them use uh, Damon Camp a little bit better. Uh, Wesley versus Wagner. This made no sense to me. It ended up just being a squash match. Uh, Hank versus Charlie Dempsey. That was, once again, a kind of a squish match. So uh, They kind of missed out on quite a few opportunities this week. Uh the Carter and Chance versus Perez and Satamora. I really, really did enjoy this match. I thought it was excellent. It was great to see Satamora again. Uh, kudos to <laughs> Satamora for doing the ref's job. <laughs> but overall, I think this was just kind of a blah. I, well, I thought the match was good. It just. No, no, I mean the week. Oh, yeah. The week was terrible. Um, I think with Illumination Chamber pretty much being the focal point, that's why programming was kind of a bit of a dud, but it's also to make sure, you know, the superstars that were going to perform in last night's event was to make sure everybody was 100% healthy, even though it didn't really so much involve the NXT brand. Um, the thing I did love about it this week was seeing the fact that we got a fresh challenger for Braun Breaker, as if anyone was paying attention, Jinder Mahal challenges Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. 
But at the end of the main event of that night, Miko Sotomayor said, basically told Roxanne Perez, hey, I did you a favor. I would like one in return. And her her favor was to challenge Roxanne Perez to the NXT Women's Championship. And I think that will be a good match. And I think we're going to end up seeing a tie series now because as anyone's been keeping tabs, Sotomayor already has a victory over Roxanne Perez. I think this time we're going to end up seeing Roxanne Perez retain her championship. Yeah. Um, as far as the Braun Breaker thing goes, I think you're going to see them also start pushing Dragunov. I just hope they don't do it too soon. No. Um, but I I think Elia is one of those guys that really should be on the main roster as well. No. No, I think a lot of the guys that came over from UK really are just, they're good. They are. I mean, they've proven themselves. Look I at, mean, look at Gallus. Well, yeah, look what happened with uh, Gunther, formerly known as Walter. Um, pretty deadly, despite the way I think they're a bunch of wieners. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, 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 I think they're a bunch of wieners, but, you know, they're a good team. They, they gel well. They have great chemistry. They work with everybody that they've faced in the ring. Is it the gimmick that's killing you? Yes. Okay. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm old school cowboy. I'm sorry, folks. John doesn't like glitter. Sorry, no, I I oh, am ooh. not a glitter unless it's gold Ooh, dust. new name for John, Sparkle Kitten. Don't call me Sparkle Crotch like Rollins did <laughs> Jericho, because I would have to bitch slap you. And I have to explain to mom why you came home with a black eye or something. So. Uh, I don't think mom would care. <laughs> Speaking of a match I want to see, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go. All right, since Carlos is trying to stir the shit, why don't we go to him next? All right, so, uh, so I kind of had the same notes as... as well, like I thought, Grayson. I thought Tyler Bain, Grayson Waller had a really great match. I mean, that, honestly, that match was worthy of a premium live event. I, I do think we're going to see Chad Frost versus Waller at Stand and Deliver. Mm. I don't think. I don't think you're. I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you're getting. I don't think you're. I don't think. And I think to me, like I'm not excited about seeing about seeing him in the ring. But I think it speaks to how much they see in Grayson Waller. So for that part of it, but I mean, maybe maybe they do like a. Maybe they do like a what do you call it like a um, uh, what do you call it a uh, where they tape them where they tape it like a uh, a cinematic a, match cinematic match yeah why not you know like maybe they could, I wouldn't mind that you know doing a cinematic match maybe they could do, maybe they could do the homage to Gold Dust they don't Roddy Piper you know battle do a Hollywood battle Hollywood of the Playgirls yeah. <laughs> 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 oh Jesus oh like a back back brawl you know my thing about Grayson Waller again. Quit, 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 you don't even think about drinking your shoes anymore because you're gonna lose a fan real quick. Um, so the whole, I, I thought it was interesting that that the um, that the uh, the crowd was doing Braun Breaker. I mean, that's like a that's like an that's like their home base, and for them to already start turning on Braun, I think it just goes to show that the NXT crowd is ready to see Carmelo Hayes crown as champion. Um, the sooner they do it, the better. I mean, to me, I, the, the whole promo with Jinder Mahal just kind of it, it, it fell flat to me. I'm not really looking forward to it. I just kind of see that they're going through the motions. Um, again, I was disappointed that Vaughn Wagner was the person to answer the, the open challenge to Wesley. Like, really, fucking Vaughn Wagner. Like, you like again. There's, he has nothing to he has nothing to give to the NXT roster anymore. 
like put him on the main roster let him sink or swim because I don't want to see him in NXT anymore because he's already jobbed out too much there and again like let him go up to the main roster already um, to me again like that's where we should have saw they they shouldn't have done that open challenge thing until until to me until Dragon Lee was ready to come out because I, I want to see Dragon Lee come out and so it, 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 honestly it wouldn't matter who it was because once it wasn't Dragon Lee I was really disappointed um I'm glad to see that they retracted on the on the change of attitude with, with Carter and Chance because again I think that they are a really rare you know baby face baby face tag team that's really over and for me don't even tease Hill antics with them because again I think that they can go to the main roster and be the ones to eventually dethrone the uncrowned champions that are going to be Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Um, for the main event, I was really impressed with, with the Pele kicks Sakamura did. Like she's she's up there, and for her to do that Pele kick was like freaking amazing. Um, and I, I one thing I like to listen to when I'm going to bed on Tuesdays, I like to listen to the fightful the fightful um, recap of of uh, of um, of NXT because Alex and Kate do a really funny job of just kind of picking it apart. Uh, but for me, like they made Alex made a point though. It's like and it's like JC Jane and Corey Gate are pretty much both playing the same character right now as as you know someone who turned against their tag team partner and now and now is a villain. And to me, I just don't, I I want to see something different. And again, I'm not really a fan of this of the of the of the breakup. But again, why is she challenging for the title if you know if you're going to break them up? Um, the one thing I did like, and oh, let me wish y'all a happy bladed, uh, happy uh, Hobby Times Day. <laughs> I like Big Body Hobby, and again, I think it's, I think he's really funny. And again, for me too, like the standout for me with him was just Ivy Nile. Like she did a really good job of holding her own on the mic, and she's come a really long way, you know, as far as the all around, all around um, um, sports entertainer goes. And she's doing a really good job, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Ivy Nile does in the future. And again, Big Molly Hobby as well did a good job, and I thought that was really well done. That's all I got for NXT. Right now, I'm disappointed because there was one segment neither of you brought up was, you know, poor Brooks didn't get his kiss from Kiana James. Why would I mention uh, that? <laughs> Why would I ever me, mention like, that? Honestly, for, for me, like, and again, you know, you guys know that I, I like, I like, I like my interview segments and stuff like that. But for me, like. That's not a segment I don't think they would have on the main roster. But then again, we see Matt Moss and, and, and I can't really say that because they're going to do the whole thing with Matt Moss and Emma. But for me, like I want to see, I want to see storylines and backstage segments that I would see on on the main roster. Like, and again, I I, I appreciate NXT for what it is, the, the developmental brand. But don't have them doing corny ass shit that we wouldn't see on the main roster. All right, Brian, do I dare ask for your thoughts? <laughs> I'll give you a little one. Um, so. Yeah, I would say that sometimes um, it is the development roster, like we mentioned. Um, you know, the corny stuff, like sometimes I get the impression they're just trying to test the rookies to see, hey, I'm going to give you something horrible to see what you do with it because they're going to sometimes ask you to do horrible stuff, you know? And uh, I think about like Alexa Bliss when she first was in NXT and she they had her being a uh, the blue version of Tinkerbell, right? Blowing fairy dust around. And then they had Becky Lynch at one point uh, doing this Irish jig dance, right? So I think about NXT, and I think sometimes they just test these guys out with weird stuff, and I think it's almost like a rookie prank. Um, that would be fine though if they were if they were still on the, the WWE network. But they're on, they're on they're on they're on cable, man. Like they gotta, yeah. to me, like up your game. <laughs> and um, you know, that's the other thing. I do think it needs to be on a you know more of an exclusive network and not a cable deal. Um, but overall, like for me with NXT, um, the brand. 
it's kind of like the Valentine's Day date. And what I mean by that is when you don't have somebody that you're consistently dating or going out with, Valentine's Day rolls around and you say, oh, I think I need a Valentine's date. You find another person that needs a Valentine's date and you go on a date, right? And it's a one and done kind of thing. And for me, it's uh, when I don't have any other wrestling product like I you know, can watch because I've watched everything else. I'm like, you know what? How are you doing? And so then I turn on NXT and um, kind of catch it. But this week I turned it on a little bit and then um, I ended the date a little early because I was just like, all right, not really seeing anything there. So. All right. I, I love that analogy. <laughs> Good analogy. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you, you and I were just trying it. not to laugh. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> uh, that was great. Yeah, that just, was fabulous. That is just kind of the take. And I was like, you know, this is the, it's, it's the call that I call up when I don't have anything else to watch. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see what's going on and check in with the development. No, and they're lucky that we, that we do this podcast. Cause, cause with doing the podcast, like I, I make sure that I actually watch the whole thing. Cause if it wasn't for the podcast, I would be fast forward through a lot of it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you're dedicated. Carlos. <laughs> I am dedicated. So you're welcome. Thank, thank John. NXT. Thank John. <laughs> Well, on that note, we're going to take a small break and then we're going to get right into the Elimination Chamber. All right, now we're to the meat and potatoes. We're going to cover the WWE's 2023 Elimination Chamber results. To start off the premium live event in, for the Women's Elimination Chamber match, Asuka gets the victory over Carmella, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Liv Morgan, and Nikki Cross. She is now the number one contender for the WWE Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Sorry, it took me a minute to think that one. <laughs> Bobby Lashley gets a nice DQ victory, low blow. Thanks a lot, Brock Lesnar. I think we're going to see a no-disqualification match at WrestleMania between these two because of that. Edge and Beth Phoenix, the Hall of Famers, get the, vic- the victory they've been finally looking for against Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. In the men's elimination chamber match for the WWE United States Championship, Austin Theory retains against Seth freaking Rollins. Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, and Bronson Reed. And in the for the main event, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, sorry Heather, gets the victory over Sami Zayn, in which was one hell of a match. So, Carlos, I know you're kind of getting stretched for time. Why don't we go ahead and start with your thoughts? So, uh... So first of all, I thought the women's elimination chair match, like I said it on Twitter, I thought that was the best women's match I've seen in a minute. Um, besides, but I mean, honestly, last night, last night too was a good was a good uh, night for women's wrestling because Frankie Monet and, and Kyrie tore it down on um, New Japan to battle the valley. But um, I, again, I think all the women really shine. Again, I, as a fan, it, w- it would make me more interested in Nikki Cross now. Again, I think that this Nikki Cross is a lot better than Nikki, almost superhero. Um, and again, just giving, giving a chance for Carmella. I like, again, they brought back the, the princess of Staten Island. Um, and again, I think, and again, just, and then too, I think, um, 
Raquel Rodriguez looked really good too. I think all women got a chance to look good. Um, and again, I thought that the match was entertaining. The women went for it. They, they you know, they went for moves you haven't seen the women do in the elimination chamber. And again, it just showed the women can hang good with the guys. Even I remember before thinking, oh, they're going to start with the women instead of the men. And it's like they made the right call. Those women were actually tore the house down. Um, and I just hope Oscar, Oscar goes full heel on this. You know, going after. Um, because they need a good heel person, you know, now. And they, I want her to go full heel after going after Bianca Belair. I didn't like the ending of the Brock Lashley match. I don't, and again, to me, like, we didn't really need this match on the pay-per-view if that's where we're going to get. I, I would have rather seen I would rather seen the, the Viking Raiders and um, and Sheamus and Drew on the event than those guys. And to me, and again, and shout out to SmackDown really quick. I thought SmackDown was a show of the week besides the premium live event. Um, but again, to me, it's just like, we didn't get a legit finish. I don't, I don't, and again, I, I want that. And again, I'm just kind of like, I want either one of these guys to be face or heel. Like, I don't need to see a big, a big meaty man as, you know, big meaty guy as, as, you know, as a big, would say, I don't need to see him playing a tweener. Like to me, like, I want either, I want you to either be a face or heel. And I thought the way Bob was acting last Monday, you know, with one, you know, like all the security guards and the table on the, on the, um, on the stage, I thought he was going to go heel. And then, then we see Brock, you know, just doing a cheap move. But at the same time, I feel like we would have saw the ref bump if it wasn't for the main event. So, but again, like sometimes just have two ref bumps. So like, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, the mixed tag was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, I'm glad to see Best and Edge get the win because I totally thought it was going to be the other way around, but they, they did need the win, um, you know, with that. And again, but it was kind of shocked to get Rio lost going into Mania. Um, the men's chamber was excellent. I mean, again, you, again, like me and Heather were talking a little bit on this, you know, on our chat. You cannot. I hope you. I want to hear fans cheering for Bronson Reed and fans cheering for for Johnny Moore on Raw now after seeing that. Um, you know, because I thought that was just a really good showing for those guys. Montez Ford looks like an absolute star. Um, I like the Street Profits. I don't want. To, I don't want to see them break up. At the same time, like seeing Montez yesterday, he had the charisma of the Rock, and so I see why they want to make him a single star. Um, and to me, like I honestly, I would still put the U.S. title on him before Mania, and I'd have I would have him defend the title in a ladder match, you know, because because I don't I don't think Austin Theory and Cena need the title. They maybe need the title for the first for the first you know for the first you know promo where he says the champ is here. But after that, I don't think I, I don't need to see Cena going after the U.S. title. Um, but again, just a really good showing for all those guys. And again, Montez was made last night. Um, I felt like, and then again, seeing Logan Paul come out. I like Logan Paul. Again, I'm the, I'm the guy who likes Logan, The Miz, and Baron Corbin, so I like my heels. Uh, but again, I just like seeing Logan Paul embrace the fact that people don't like him. So, Because I think that he is a better heel than he is a face, and he's just somebody people want to punch in the face. You know, and that's okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Like, he's also very smart, and he's, he, he gets it. And, he, and again, I'm really looking forward to his match with Seth Rollins, and I'm glad to see Seth Rollins get a, get a premier match at the, at the premier live event. Um, Again, I, I love the main event. I didn't like the ending, but I thought they did a really good job. Um, the, I liked Roman going after Sammy's wife, you know, and, and I just that whole dialogue. Heard, he well, he did love you, and again, they just the psychology and it's like that was the thing that they do that AEW can't touch them on. It's just slowing them, slowing a match down, letting it breathe. Just the psychology of the match. Again, I, I guarantee, Mike, I know Michael Hayes was the agent for that match. Um, and again, to me, like it was. It was really good and matched, but for me, the ending kind of fell flat just because I feel like they, I, to me, like, and I already, I already saw it on, um, on some wrestling websites this morning, like fans already asking, oh, are we going to see Sammy in the main event? 
And to me, like they're not, like, and they're not doing anybody any favors by leaving that door open. Like to me, I feel like there should have been a decisive win by Roman, and it should have been the bloodline attacking Sammy, and then, and then Kevin was making the save. And if like, and I feel like they should have embraced at the end because I feel like they should have made made a decisive that you're going to get the Usos and you're going to get Sammy at WrestleMania. And again, to me, put them in the main event of Night One, you know, and also let you know let that show. Okay, you guys love Sammy. Let's see you sell out night one of WrestleMania to go see the guy in the main event. That you know, like let's like let let the fans put their money where their mouth is. You know, at the same time, I just don't think they're doing Cody and Roman any favors because now I feel like Roman's still going to be cleaning up the Sammy mess for a couple weeks, where he should be just focused on Cody. And again, they could play it with two with two different shows. But again, I I just feel like the ending for me felt kind of flat because I would have just liked to see a decisive move on from Roman. And I don't feel like we got that. Um, but but again and again for me like I wish there was like we were talking about this like only having five matches I wish there would have been at least one more match I wish there was a pre-show match like me and Brian were talking about use, use the NXT roster like give them a little bit of a shine but you have a big roster like I don't need so much filler you know like and I get that they're trying to play into people who might be, might be coming on because they're on Peacock but at the same time that's what the pre-show is for like give me one or the other give me some matches on the pre-show and, and then have the filler on the main roster or just have the main roster be all all that and then have more just have match after match on on the premium live event but again it was very entertaining um and again all the talent showed up and besides and again the only only really negative was the brock Lashley match but other than that they did a really good job all right brian did you i know you covered this on your tap out talk recently uh did you want to throw in anything else uh yeah i'll just give basically overall highlights you know for me if I was just to give you a high level overview, um, you know, I gave that analogy of, you know, it's like a flicking a cigarette lighter on. Right. And I felt like we got a little bit of a flame and then a couple sparks. And then at the end of that show, we got that full on flame and we were able to ignite a little bit of, you know, the excitement. Um, so the elimination chamber match, I love Oscar winning. I love that aspect. Um, I did say that, you know, let's add a little something to her. Let's see if we can get the great Muta to be her manager at mania in her biggest title match ever in her biggest match ever. And then maybe we can put the great Muta into the hall of fame afterwards or the night before, you know? Um, I also, you know, the grudge matches, I'm going to call it between Lashley and Lesnar. Um, I was a little bit annoyed cause it just happened. It was over. And I was like, that's it. And I know they're trying, maybe they're building towards something. I should trust the process, but that was something that should have been on a very quick SmackDown show. And, um, you know, I think we were all kind of the same mentality on that one. And then um, Edge and Beth Phoenix tag teaming up. I think that was a really quick, uh, nice goodbye match. I don't know if Edge will, you know, have much to do at WrestleMania. Um, I know he's challenging for the U.S. title on Raw and the Open Challenge, but I do not expect him to win that title. Um, it's all about building up Austin Theory from here. Uh, Elimination Chamber match, speaking of Theory, um, that was a good win, but all of those guys did a great job of showcasing the secondary title and also showing like, you know, that true secondary mid card superstar of what they could be in the future. And I think there was a lot of positives out of that. And, but it was the right call allowing theory to grow strong. And then in the final matchup with um, universal title, um, my only great match loved everything about it. I loved uh, how Roman, you know, just how he's developed as a heel over the past couple of years. Um, the only thing is it felt very, um, like a replication of the Royal Rumble ending a little bit with Jay Uso playing the Sami Zayn spot. 
And the one thing I just couldn't help was when Roman turned his back again, I was like, how many times is this guy going to do this and not learn? <laughs> and um, <laughs> cause I was thinking of the field and Sammy and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, he can't be that dumb. <laughs> you know? So um, you think you would learn in the business, that side of it. But um, we didn't really get any closure to the Sammy story other than Kevin Owens coming back. And I think that could lead towards a Uso's Sammy, uh, um, Kevin Owens tag team match at mania. And then Roman's going to go on to, you know, obviously focus on Cody, but, and I'm sure we'll get a mix, you know, a three on three tag match leading into that. But, um, I really wish they would have done a little bit more with the Jey Uso last night. So that's the quick highlights of kind of my overall thoughts. All right, William. Yeah. Uh, they've mostly covered a pretty good portion of what I would have had to say. I will say that both the elimination chamber matches were hot. Um, I do like the fact that they treated both of these matches kind of like the war games match where they let most of the competitors in before any final decisions were made. I think that played out really well. Um, Lashley versus Lesnar. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> edge and Beth versus Finn and Rhea. I, I actually enjoyed this match. I thought it was pretty entertaining, but, my match of the night was definitely Zayn versus Reigns. It was a hell of a match. I enjoyed everything about it. Uh, like they said, they could have done more with the ending, but it was it was probably my favorite elimination chamber that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much consistent with everyone here. The Bobby and Brock match. If they were going to look at doing no DQ, they should have just bothered skipping this event and went straight to WrestleMania. It was pretty much a dud for me. Um, the women's chamber match, excellent. I thought all women did a great job. I loved the high spot with Nikki Cross flying off the top of the pod. Not the first time we've seen it, but to see someone like Nikki Cross do that was excellent. She's she's definitely she definitely plays the crazy chick very well. Um, as far as the Edge, Beth Phoenix, Finn Balor. Rhea Ripley enjoyed the match. However, there was two spots in that match that just drove me nuts because they were totally botched. Seemed like there was a miscommunication as far as running the ropes with Beth and Rhea, but also when it came to breaking up the pinfall, I think Beth was supposed to break up the pinfall and she was way late. <laughs> you could actually spot the referee stop. He, he paused. Yeah, he, he paused like... <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, other than that, you know, the match was the match was spot on. I thought it told the story well. I still don't think we're seeing the end of Judgment Day with Edge and Phoenix, though. I think with Edge challenging Theory for the United States Championship here on Raw, and if you're all wondering why we're mentioning that, uh, they did a press conference shortly after Elimination Chamber, and Edge made it pretty clear that he was taking up Austin Theory's challenge, which Austin Theory was on before Edge and Beth, and stated he was going to have that open challenge. So looking forward to seeing Monday night having a great United States Championship match there. Um, the men's Elimination Chamber match, every single competitor played an awesome part in that entire thing. Montez Ford sold the curb stomp really well having a hard time getting out of the chamber after he was pinned 
um, Logan Paul coming in. I, I had a feeling that was happening because when my wife and I were watching last night, I said, you watch, Logan Paul is going to come in if it comes down to Rollins and Theory being the final two. She said, you really think so? I said, I know so. It It's going to be playing that part where you'll be Rollins and Paul at WrestleMania and sure as shit it happened. And the main event, I don't know if they could have done that any better. I would like to see Zayn, and I think we're going to see Zayn and Owens reunite and take one of the tag team championships off the Usos. And the only reason I say that is because we saw Sami Zayn inadvertently spear Jay Uso when he was really going after Roman. Unfortunately, Roman got out of the way just in time for Zayn to take out Jay. I just loved the way that it showed that Jay was trying to somewhat still feel conflicted with the whole Zane situation with the bloodline. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays. But um, overall, it was a great event. I loved the press conference after. I was actually really impressed with the one they did after the Royal Rumble. The only thing I really want to say, though, and this is to you media people that go and ask these questions, please do not ask questions on Things that don't pertain to the event of the night or the, or you know, the prior event leading into the future event. There was a question about WWE's sale or being up for sale. And I'm just sitting there thinking, really? <laughs> I just. That was Brandon Thurston, though. Of course he's going to answer that question. They shouldn't have called yeah, him. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. I'm like, I, if I was there, I would have been like, really giving them that really look like the Miz would say to people and just like I thought Triple H did a really good job of answering it though no he did he he handled it really well and he and really that's not Triple H's spot to answer I don't know where these clowns keep and I really shouldn't call them clowns but I'm sorry (laughs) I'm calling it for what it is it was a stupid question to be asked it had nothing to do with Triple H's position or anything regarding the events and that's how those press conferences should be i mean if we if if there was no sorry if there was anything to learn from that all-out scrum back in september stick stick with what the conference really should be about not what it shouldn't be about but i think i think tony khan but i also think tony khan is the one that set up a bad precedent for these press conferences because the WWE wasn't doing these before Tony Khan started doing them, and where he answers every question. So these guys, they just get they get they get their their grapefruits when they go on these things now, and they they do they ask these questions they shouldn't be asking, you know. And that's why, like, and honestly, like at first, theory pissed me off, but then I, I did like that he kept it in character because I was almost like, what's the point of this conference? He's gonna just be in character, but at the same time, like he was acting it up and doing his part though, you know. So it was good, yeah. But I agree with you. Like, like, make it make it more about Mon- like about the you know that that the you know make it more about the event itself. I agree with that. Yeah, make like, it- I think he was just taking he's getting a shy. Oh, but he's like, oh, I can actually ask a question. Excellent, you know, like come yeah, on, dude. yeah. Make it make yeah. it make it about the events. Make it about the storylines. Yeah. But for Jesus Christ's he, sake, he should have known Triple H wasn't gonna answer the question. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> business questions. If you want business questions, go talk to Nick Khan. Go talk to Vince McMahon. Go talk to the shareholders. Yeah. But that 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 is not the place for those damn questions. I'm sorry. No, I I agree. Um, 
you know, that's one thing with the, I do like when AEW started these press conferences, they felt they, they were very legit, right? And they weren't fabricated, and I love that. And WWE, when they first did the press conference, I was like, what are you guys doing having their entrance music on cue? And I, once I got past that, I felt like these last couple have been a little bit better, not as, um, you know, production-wise. But, um, you know, when you look at, you know, Triple H has to answer that question because it's a publicly shared company, right? So he's got to play that part. But, you know, if you were to go to the Cleveland Browns or you were to go to the, you know, the Cavaliers or the Utah Jazz and you were to be a member of the press and you ask a question about something that's way off, like what John's saying, you're going to have your press pass pulled by that organization. I mean, you know, because they're going to say, wow, you were just asking stuff to kind of stir stuff up. And most legitimate organizations that are not a publicly traded organization, they're going to pull your press pass and say, yeah, you're not getting back in here. So. Yeah, I like I said, if I was there, I probably would have had a hard time not going up to that guy after the conference was over and slapping outside the head saying, what the fuck are you thinking? This has nothing to do with what you should really be there for. And yeah, it just, it kind of irked me. It should it, it, it shouldn't, but it irked me. But it annoyed me a little bit because, you know, I always feel like you can ask stuff, you know, you, you got to ask about the evening and the night. You can ask a little something about the future, maybe a storyline that blended in, but yeah, you really can't go into that. And I know he's just trying to do the hot take thing and trying to, you know, Oh, I asked the tough questions that nobody wanted to ask, but you're asking Ill, irrelevant ones. Go listen to the, you know, all the news on the shareholder stock meetings. You'll get the same info. Right. Exactly. Uh, did you have anything else? Will? No. Uh, Carlos. I'm good. All right. Well, we're going to end the segment right here. We'll be back and we're going to give our weekly top tens. All right. On to our top ten for the week. I know it's going to be a pretty good list from all of us here so carlos if you want to go from 10 to 1 go ahead and get started sure so my top 10 again is like i'm kind of including groups of people but my number 10 was swerve strickland my number nine was Rouge and preston vance number eight was mox and claudio uh number seven was tyler Bate. number six was grayson waller number five was sammy zane number four was roman reigns Number three was Mercedes Monet. Uh, number two would be the women in the women women's elimination chamber match. And my number one is the men in the men's elimination chamber match. All right, Will. All right, uh, number ten Ar Fox. Number nine Kip Sabian. Number eight Brian Cage. Number seven Oscar. Number six Mox and Claudio. Number five Tyler Bate. Number four Britt Baker. Number three, Ruby Soho. Number two, just because of their epic beat down in the pod, Rollins and Gargano. <laughs> and number one, Sami Zayn. Awesome. I'm going to go with my number 10, the United States champion, Austin Theory. Number nine, Montez Ford. Number eight, the natural Dustin Rhodes. Seven, Ruby Soho. Number six, Bronson Reed. Number five, Mako Satamara. Number four, Roxanne Perez. Number three, Asuka. 
Number two, John Moxie, uh, Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Sorry, Heather, don't kill me for butchering that. Yeah, my number one went to Sami Zayn. It was, yeah, it was pretty much a good one this week. So if uh, you guys are good, let's go ahead and give our shout-outs for the week. We'll start out with Carlos. So I'm going to shout-out. Uh, let's see where I just had my list up. <laughs> That's it, Carlos. You're on the list. <laughs> you made the list. So, hey, you probably got the copyright, so be careful. <laughs> so, um, just some new friends. I'm going to shout out Mike, Philly Kid 42, um, Wrestling Days on YouTube, uh, Marcus, Berg 814, um, Andre, the Mac, the Mac name Dre, and then Jay, not, not JJ, and then uh, Infrared R, Ralph, and then Sarah, Execution 84, as well as uh, J Henry 79. All right. Yeah. Brian, do you have any shout outs to give out there? Uh, yeah, I just want to also say I suck at shout outs. I'm bad at that. But um, I always, it's easy to shout you guys out, right? Because you're my stable mates over here. But um, <laughs> you did a good me, job would, on your page. I, I, I'm working at it. Thank you. Um, I would say let's do at Patty Magic 96, um, at uh, DJ uh, Kuzmo. And then let's do um, Jesse over at, at Wrestling Ski. Um, so there's, and then uh, Jeffrey over at Moon Cutters. Awesome. William? I actually don't have anything right now. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to shout, he might like to shout out the tobacco companies for keeping his <laughs> Wow. <laughs> big, I, big tobacco. You, you know they're the enemy, right? <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, well, my shout-outs this week, I want to give a big shout-out to Heather, who's uh, still kind of out with some personal business, and we wish her well, and looking forward to having her back when she's ready, so Heather, take all the time you need. You're not, your spot's not going anywhere, I promise, so uh, I want to shout-out to Obey Jess, even though she has kind of taken some time away from Twitter, she's been a really good supporter of ours, so... Jess, if you're listening, we hope you're doing really well. Well, also give props to NWO Machine Vader from Wish, uh, both BC Hunter Jay Myers over there at Wrestling with the War, also known as Wrestling with the Truth podcast, Austin Boyer with Wrestling World, Ted the Hillbilly Hill with the, re- the uh, with the Hill Truth. Sorry, Ted. And also want to give a shout out to Today We Laughed and Learned, Chris and Deb, who do a marvelous job. Yeti F, Kayla, and Kelsey Balls doing the 8750 podcast. Also want to give uh, big props to Lipson.com for hosting our podcast and getting us out to every audio platform there is. Without them, we wouldn't be on the platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast. Good Pods, Deezer, Ghana, Rezo, all them, as well as YouTube. Also, you can find us on Facebook. If you go to the groups, the fans of pro wrestling, you'll find me and Will and Carlos there and a few others. And also a big shout out to Trisha Pilo for admin in our Facebook group. And staying on top of those uh, fake accounts we've been getting a lot lately. So thank you, Trisha, very much. And you can reach us all on Twitter. Uh, Brian, you want to give us your Twitter handle? 
It's at the Brian Adkins with uh, Brian with a B-R-Y-A-N. Carlos? We lost him. So I'm at WWE Junkie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> uh, C, C to the LOS 77. And also my nonprofit is uh, Conquer the Now. Thank you, guys. Awesome. William? At William Hoppy, H-O-P-P-E, 8. All right. And you can reach Heather at Bama, B-A-M-A underscore. Or no, I'm sorry. I screwed that up. Reach Heather at Bama Girl, B-A-M-A-G-I-R-L underscore four underscore E-V-A. Bama Girl number four, Eva. 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 Roll Tide Bitches. And <laughs> you can reach me on two different accounts. We have the podcast account at WF Insight Podcast. Insight spelled I-N-C-I-T-E. You can also reach me on my personal, John, J-O-H-N-W-F Insight. And also go to our webpage, www.wrestlingfansinsight.com, where you can go right to all of our episodes and find the appropriate platform that you like to listen to. Just click on that platform, and it'll take you right there to your favorite listening pleasure. And thank you all again for coming in to listen to us. It It is greatly appreciated. We will be back again next Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, here on Twitter Space with no more technical issues, hopefully. <laughs> but for uh, William, Carlos, Brian, and myself, we all wish you well, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>